everyone is sick, but for very, very different reasons. Plus, the sun sets on Team Argentina, the worst version of trivia I've maybe ever seen. We've got a new super team and everyone should be nervous. Emily vs. Kiki finally hits maximum velocity. Sarah says what most of us are thinking, and Danny and Tori just cannot get on the same page in my goodness is it hilarious it's the challenge world championships episode 8 recap coming up right now what up my fellow challenge lovers welcome to the Challenge Historian, where we dive deep into all things MTV's The Challenge, past, present, or future, if it's happening in the Challenge universe, then we are here to document it. I am your host and dedicated Challenge Historian, Jacob Hollaball. Thank you so very, very much for joining me here today to discuss World Championships, episode number eight, coming to you live from Iceland, Reykjavik, Iceland, here in a nice, lovely Airbnb, right in downtown Reykjavik. I'm getting my double agents on more on that in just a second, but we are here today a little bit later, or I guess and I'm really bad with this whole time change thing. I guess around the same time as usual, just feels later for me as it's later here. Anyways, I digress. World Championships Episode 8, that's what we're here to talk about. Uh, I, I, I don't know, a little bit, I was about to say another great one. I feel like last week, I maybe didn't let on as much of how great that episode was, of Episode 7 was as I maybe should have. And now this week, I feel like we got the setup episode for a pretty epic, hopefully epic episode 9, 10, 11, 12, the finish of the season. This was kind of our transition into, you know, a new team is formed. Some people go home multiple, multiple different reasons. And now we're kind of at this set, totally chaotic final seven teams by the end of this episode. So there, as always, is a lot to cover. We will dive in momentarily. Before we do, a couple quick programming notes. We're championship recaps will continue next Wednesday. Heads up that uh, I leave Reykjavik, but stay in Iceland, but now the remote parts of Iceland for the next about week and a half, which includes next week's episode. The Wi-Fi supposedly is good. We will hopefully be putting this episode out next week, but if you don't see anything, check the Instagram. I will keep you updated there, assuming I at least have enough service or connection to be able to post there if for any reason I wouldn't have enough service or Wi-Fi connection to be able to record and post next week. So I will keep you updated, but hopefully... All should be regular next week with your World Championship recap. Same with Survivor Saturdays with Paige. We're trying to find a time on the drastically different time zones to get those recorded this week and next week. Hopefully, fingers crossed, we will be able to do so. So follow her feed most likely too if you want to check out those if you're watching Survivor. And then finally, we got last week, I don't know, about a week or so ago, we got final confirmation on the Challenge USA 2, the cast. I will say my instant reaction to it, not exactly thrilled, um, missing some folks that I was hoping to see, seeing a couple folks that I don't really think we need to see, but there was one, one big, big win. So I will try to do my best again, Wi-Fi situation. You know, if that goes well over the next week and a half, I will get a cast reaction recorded. I will put that out sometime next week on Monday or Friday. Again, just depending on when and where I am in this great country of Iceland and if I have solid Wi-Fi to do so. So that will be coming. So that's your programming notes. But before we get into World Championships Episode 8, 
quick little update on my trip because something happened yesterday on my trip to Iceland that was very unexpected, but incredibly cool and incredibly fun and directly relates to the challenge. So I felt like I had to share it here. I'm going to share about this photos, videos of it on my Instagram. So at challenge historian followed there as always, if you want to talk challenge or want to ask me about this experience, you can absolutely hit me up there, but I'm coming to Iceland, right? I've had this, this trip planned for a few weeks and a few weeks, a few months, if not more. And I knew, you know, they'd filmed a recent season of the challenge here back beginning of COVID. We went challenge double agents filming here in Iceland in and around the Reykjavik area, I assumed. So as I was planning the trip, thinking about coming over here, I was like, you know, maybe I should look into like the filming locations. Maybe I should try to find the house. But I thought, I don't know that that info is just readily available out there. And if it is, is that really all that interesting to go be like, oh, that's the field that they did such and such at. If I could find the mountain they did the final on, that would be kind of cool. If I could find the house and it was like not too far away, that would actually be cool. Still might do that. But I, I didn't, I decided to do no, do no research, you know, think nothing of it, move on. But then we, yesterday, my wife and I doing this trip together, we go to do something that we had found out about that we thought was super duper cool and that I had forgotten was a part of the challenge double agents, which was we went out to a place called, I believe I'm going to butcher all pronunciations, but Silfra, which is a little river uh, that is created between the split of two tectonic plates, the little plates, you know, the, the little, the biggest plates in the world, the plates that hold the world together. This in Iceland is the only place where on land you can actually be at where one of those plates splits apart and actually causes this valley in literal crack of a little river between the two of them that you can then swim in. And it's the clearest, freshest water in the world because it's all bubbled up from underneath going through volcanic ash and all this different kind of stuff. I don't know the science behind it. I just know I was allowed to drink it the whole time I was in it. Swimming around, you could just drink it. It was amazing. It was beautiful. And we get there and I'm very excited to do this little snorkeling slash free diving through, you know, between these tectonic plates. And we get there and I walk up to the ramp that leads into the water. And I'm like, holy shit, I've seen this ramp before. Where have I seen this ramp before? And it hits me and I am standing at where they did a daily challenge on double agents. It was from episode 14. The daily challenge was called undercover. I'll quickly read you what they had to do there. Teams must dive underwater in between two tectonic plates until they reach a line which stretches across the water. They must pull themselves along that line to collect six coated rings at the end before returning to the coating station at the start. Teams are disqualified if either player returns to the surface for air prior to collecting all six rings. Once teams return to the coating station, they must use the rings to decipher a six-letter code. The team with the fastest time wins. Kyle and Anissa win this one, uh, kind of against all odds, I believe. A lot of people had a lot of trouble with this one, and I can concur that, yes, staying underwater here, it would be easier if you could hold on to a line and pull yourself, um, but the pressure, even at not very low depths, is pretty intense. So shout out to any of the teams that actually finished it, especially Anissa and Kyle. But yeah, you go off this little thing, they swam down, they swam back all underwater, collected pieces, went up on the little station to do the puzzle. And I was just blown away. And then it got better because I immediately went to my guide. It was just my wife, me and a guide. And I told him like, Hey, uh, this is crazy, but like I just realized that the show I love do a podcast about, they were here in 2020 filming a season. It's this crazy reality show, but they do these like challenges and things. And one of the challenges took place here. Any chance you like remember like a film crew or anything? And he's just like, oh yeah, I was with them. I was I was like their guide. 
And I find out this is not only our guide for the day, it's like the guide of guides in Iceland and elsewhere in the world, all the Nordic countries really, for free diving and scuba diving. He trains all the other guides. Anyone that is there, basically he says, if you are taking a free diving or scuba lesson or tour in Iceland or really in the Nordic countries, you're one of my students because you are with either me or with someone else who I have personally certified and we're, I'm like, holy shit, I'm with the guy who was there the whole time. Unfortunately, he he remembered right away. He's like, oh, yeah, like he was like MTV something, something. And I was like, yeah, that's the one. He was there. I asked him if he remembered being impressed or not with the challenge cast members. And he was like, I, I kind of do all the TV and film, and which is a lot that comes through here, comes through Sweden, Finland, all kinds of places. So I don't really remember anything. No one got hurt. I remember that. That was about it. And I was, and I was like, oh, that's a bummer. And he went on to say, you know, he remembers occasionally something projects he works on, like the ones with Jodie Foster and people of that level. But uh, the MTV show didn't really, you know, didn't really register much for him. He was just doing his job. But it was amazing. The experience was cool. It's a very, very cool place. It's also right next to then after you do the little swimming, you can go hike the wall from game of thrones game of thrones fans will know the wall that's like right next to it it's an incredible spot it's about an hour outside of Reykjavik and while there was no line for me to do no puzzle to do none of that it was very cool kind of diving in and being like oh my god this is what they did on the challenge I can't believe I'm kind of sort of not really but I can convince myself I'm doing a daily challenge while doing this so that was amazing and now I feel like I've got to look up and find out maybe if I can where the house was and maybe go try to find it in my explorations but I digress. So that was my cool kind of challenge related moment here, but that's not what you come to this podcast for. So I'm going to end this long monologue and go into my next monologue, which is actually about the episode that you and I just watched episode eight challenge world championships. Let's dive in storylines first awards, second predictions, third, as always, here we go. Kicking things off where we knew the episode would at minimum start, if not go the part we were terrified for and we should have known a little bit better given we end last episode. We're starting to hear some people are sick. We see the next week on like three people are sick and like it's bad. I, you know, theorize, man, if all three of them go home, can they go to an individual game? They can't just get rid of three teams for no, you know, without any competition happening. What so have you. So we're scared going into this episode. It opens. Tristan's sick. Ben's really sick. Amber's very sick. All three of them are. Their partner's doing good, but very nervous. And I got to immediately ask the question, how does Troy, who they show multiple times, I unless he's just lounging on that bed, being like a good friend, I, I believe he's sleeping there. There's three beds in a room, Tristan, Troy in the middle, Ben on the other side. Two of those people are very sick. The one in the middle, Troy, is not. He's also with a partner who is sick, but for obvious other non-contagious reasons. Um, and so how is Troy not getting sick shout out to his immune system is it just that much better than the other two i don't know but uh feels pretty lucky that maybe he was got a little sicker earlier on and gave it to them i don't know but uh shout out to him and his immune system for getting through that bedroom that was racked by whatever illness this was this non-covid illness that was tristan kind of quits right am i am i the only one who watched that scene and it's like ugh. So he just quit, huh? This is the Tristan telling Kellyanne that he quits scene and they kind of leave it there and we're like, ah, oh, shit, okay, well, that really sucks because Kellyanne's the MVP of the season thus far. She's been amazing after last episode. Now this is how she's going to go out. Like, damn, this sucks so bad, but he doesn't quit. And actually he isn't in quite as bad of shape. He's in bad shape, but not quite as bad of shape 
as poor old Ben, who is a wreck, who is a mess, who is absolutely seems on his deathbed here with this illness. It was very nice of Sarah to be a friend in this moment versus a competitor. The only person in the house who's going to probably be the friend to him in this scenario, even his partner, Casey, we don't see any of like her being like, you know, whatever you need, I got you, anything like that. We see her saying nice things of like, I hope he's okay, but also like, I'm just going to walk around being nervous out here that I'm about to lose this game because of this. More on her in production's involvement, possibly in this later. Um, the moment that a full medical team comes to get you and take you out into, uh, you know, into the hospital, it's a wrap. It's done in that moment. I was kind of, I felt bad that like we then don't get any sort of like confessional anything from Ben being able to be like, this sucks. Sorry, but it was fun to be here. Whatever. Like, it's just, he's, he's puking. Sarah's telling him like, it's going to be okay. A medical team comes in, they evac him. And the last image we have of him is him like hobbling out of the house and into an ambulance. So that's tough. And it really sucks for him, regardless of you know, maybe fans' feelings for him, whether you're rooting for him or not, whether he fucked people that you like in this game or not over the last couple of weeks. Um, it's now twice in a row that he's gotten a really, really bad break in both of his two chances at this game. First, in Challenge USA, he gets hurt. You know, I guess that's on his own accord. He trips and falls during the nighttime challenge, but it's a challenge at night, and there's just randomly like one step at this one weird place inside of the little spooky town, and he trips and he falls and he hurts his shoulder. He continues on, but then he gets to the final, and they tell him, hey, you're not allowed to try this, which I totally get, but I also, I don't remember if I said it then or not. I felt like he could have tried the final, and they could have been like, look, dude, it's a bad idea, and you're going to be in a lot of pain, but like, you can, you can try, like, I don't know, swim with one arm. There's a couple times you got to carry stuff. You're going to have to do that only on the one side of your body. Like, this is a bad idea, but, like, you can give it a shot. I feel like he could have tried, maybe even pulled it off, just been in a lot of pain. Seems like a guy who could has a high pain tolerance. Maybe he should have got a shot, but now here he just gets super-duper freaking sick and is eliminated from the game. So, tough for him. Not someone I would necessarily be like, definitely got to have him back, but I just feel bad you know like it's you know he's the new nom i guess like just completely snake bitten and bad things are gonna happen to him that are kind of out of his control but he's gone tristan however is not we get to the daily and i'm kind of expecting like are we gonna see any of these three people or are we gonna see one of them and amber maybe tristan and tristan and amber both there as is casey still there tristan we find out is only there thanks to kaz he did that speech to kellyanne was him quitting Kaz then gives him a pep talk, basically says like, dude, you're not that fucking sick and your partner is a badass and awesome and like, come on, you're better than this. Like, let's go. And he's like, okay, you're right, Kaz. Kellyanne said mostly the same thing, but now I'm hearing it from you. Now I am going to take Kellyanne into consideration and I'm going to stick it out. And thankfully he does because it's a daily challenge that is not physical. He can do even feeling like shit. And as it turns out, can do really well. More on that in a moment. But they tell Casey she has to go. They're like, Ben's not here. You got to go. And if you couldn't tell how fake that was, you were not watching closely. Because as Casey's there, and I'm like, mm, yeah, TJ's got to give her the little the talk. But you could kind of, I don't know, they pan out once during it. And I'm like, uh, Amber looks a little emotional already. And it felt very like, mm, she's taking this news really well. Everyone's acting shocked. Everyone's giving her hugs, saying the things, but then Amber steps up and gives her speech, 
and asked her question. And guess what, folks? TJ Lavin is amazing, and I love him dearly. He's the best. But he is not Jeff Probst. He is not also the executive producer making all of these types of decisions. So he is not actually in that moment able to be like, you know what? That's a good idea, Amber. You're a wonderful human. Casey, Troy, meet each other. Boom, your partner's goodbye, Amber. He's not. They had a jersey ready for Casey at the top of the building. They were ready to switch her into a new jersey printed with her name, Australia flag, the whole thing. And this had been decided already. This had been decided before they got there. Regardless of how and when it was decided, either way, Amber's a saint. I am not taking anything away from Amber because this happens one of two ways. Either this is Amber's idea of she sees Ben go home and she's like, look, I'm really sick and I'm kind of nervous at why I might be sick. She goes to production. It's her idea. She's like, hey, I should go. Uh, they do the test. She's pregnant. And she's like, I obviously I have to go. You should put Troy with Casey. Then, you know, they don't both have to go home. And if it's her idea, wow, what an incredible person in that moment to offer that up for Casey when she could have played it out another day or two, maybe, and ended up screwing over both. And she has reason to maybe not want to help Casey out in this game. Or this was production's idea. And wow, guess what? What an incredible person Amber is for being okay with them making her give her spot to the person who has ruined her life in this game every season ever that she has been on, ever. It's just continually ruined her life. So yeah, either way, Amber is the best. Truly an unbelievable person. A great challenge competitor. I love her. I love Chauncey. I, their baby's going to be the best. They're going to be, you know, right up there. Top rung. Amazing challenge. Families growing among in front of our eyes. They can look to Killicam and Leroy as a great example. And yeah, it's going to be wonderful and amazing. And she is wonderful and amazing. And no one, in if she does ever come back to this show, should ever have anything negative to say about her again. Most certainly of all, not Casey or anyone else that was in this house or anyone just watching. Come on. Amber finally kind of had some friends, kind of had a little bit of an alliance, and then she catches this break, which is, it's a bad break as far as leaving the game, but obviously it's a joyous and momentous occasion in her life, and I'm thrilled for her and Chauncey. But also, we, we got to talk about it briefly. Can we get some pregnancy tests yet? please. Is this, this is the fourth time now in how long, not that many seasons in a row that this has happened. Like, I'm sorry. I know it might seem rude. I know some of you listening might be like, no, you can't do that. That's not cool. That's not fair. I, I don't, I don't care. I'll listen to the argument against it, but every female has to take pregnancy tests, multiple of them prior to coming on the show. I know that could still miss. You could be like, well, it, you know, depending when it happened, that pregnancy test might not show that you're pregnant when you are. And then you come on the show. This could still happen. I don't care. Maybe, maybe there I'm going to find out that, and maybe I should have checked. I don't know if Amber has said anything or not. She's probably now allowed to speak a little more on it. Maybe she did take pregnancy tests before she goes. So if she did, then I recant all of this little mini rant here within this segment. But if she didn't, everyone should. That should just be the new rule. If you're coming on the show and you're able to have a child inside of you, we are going to check to make sure that you don't have a child coming inside of you. Okay? That's what you got to do because we had Casey. We had... Um, we had uh, Natalie on Double Agents. Speaking of Double Agents, I believe we had, was it Mel, I believe, on Vendettas? Was that the fourth one that I'm thinking of now, that this is now the fourth of? I may be getting the original one wrong. There may be a different one I'm missing, but it's happening way too regularly. It cannot be a regular thing, which it is now. It is now a regular thing for this show to have someone go home partway through because they find out that they're pregnant and that that may is a danger to be competing in this show when pregnant. Not a good idea. So... 
we got to stop it. And last thing I'll say about it, somewhere, Kahuta sheds a tear. I shed a tear for Kahuta, the one who, you know, actually got screwed over by his partner's wonderful, beautiful, life-altering news that actually just had to go home and be a saint about it. Uh, no one else has had to actually go through that on the other side yet. So, uh, which is a good thing, by the way, which is a good thing. So somewhere, Kahuta... I feel for you, buddy. Um, but now we got Troy and Casey, and they're clear favorites instantly. Instantly. They are the clear favorites to win this whole game. This is unbelievable. Darrell says it best, which we will get to in quotes later on, but Casey just upgrades in a big, big way. Her fucking birthday it might as well be because she gets Troy arguably the best guy to have in the game as your partner. If you have, you know, decent, the only thing, the only single thing that could thwart this team ever is like maybe a reverse tug of war versus Sarah and Theo, because the, then it would just be mostly about size and a pretty even matchup of strength. But like, what else are they going to beat them at? Like they end up in the elimination getting a, a memory game, a communication memory game. No physical attributes involved at all, mostly. A little bit Troy's. But, and they dominate. They dominate. So this team, clear favorites immediately. Casey and Troy, look the fuck out. Then we've got the daily challenge, which I hate to be the one that does this, but I'm I'm guessing I'm not alone. And uh, it's trivia. And I get very excited. Love trivia. We all love trivia. It's the best. Almost every season, it's the best daily challenge. It's TJ's favorite. It's a lot of the cast members' favorite and also least favorite at times. And it is an absolute shit show. There's great questions. I really enjoyed the, que the mix of questions in this. As you know, if you've listened to this podcast for a while, I personally prefer the best version of trivia, I think, is the multiple answers to a question where they're all kind of answering the same questions. I love that the best. But these are good, solid, kind of middle-of-the-road, chance-like questions. I love a trivia with heights, but I don't love a completely left-up-to-chance daily challenge or anything within the challenge, 100% chance-based, pure strictly luck. I hate it. That shouldn't be a part of the game. Not in this way. Jody and Benha don't even get a question and they lose this, this whole game. They don't do anything other than just pure bad roll of the dice. They literally rolled dice. They rolled a five sided dice twice. And both times they were told it can't land on five and it landed on five. And that's how they're out. It's insane. It's, 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 I, I'm, they're such nice people to not have thrown a fucking fit. Maybe they threw a fucking fit and the production just didn't show it because they knew that if they did throw a fucking fit, that they would be completely right to have done so. It's, it bothers me so much. They go two for two on just someone else got an answer, right? Send it their way. They pull, they drop, they lose round one. They lose round two, the exact same. They never get to do anything. That is not how someone should end up in an elimination in this. It's one thing when it's like an X system and teams can gang up on someone. And it's like, Hey, you're up here with four teams and all three of them have decided that you're the best one to get out. That's one thing. That's there's strategy and politics into that, you know, a little bit of bad luck of who you get paired up with up there possibly, but it's strategy and politics that are the reason why you are getting all those X's thrown on you. But when it's random, when it's either you drop on the first time an X is thrown on you or the fifth time an X is thrown on you, I mean, come the fuck on. I just, I couldn't believe it. And then the winner's heat, they almost didn't have to do anything either. They got one question right to win trivia. Like, what, what are we doing here? What are we doing here? So TJ has to be pissed. It's soiling the great name that is trivia on the challenge. 
But, you know, there was still a couple stars. That, that first initial round where no one could pull the one that dropped it, everyone was getting lucky. That was really, really fun. And then the whole rest of it really sucked. But that first one was really, really fun, and there was a couple stars. Kiki, if you didn't watch Challenge Australia, you should have known this going in. Kiki fucking rules at trivia. She dominated it, did so well on Challenge Australia. She rocks it here. I know she gets the one wrong at the very end. I forget. I don't have my notes up in front of me. They finally get one wrong kind of near the end, but she gets a bunch right. She gets them right fast. Darrell's just like, this is amazing. I love this woman. TJ's even like, damn, like shuttlecock. That was quick out of your mouth. I would not have known that one. She dominates Tristan obviously also rules at trivia they all comment on it they're like this guy kind of knows a bunch of weird shit he's perfect for this maybe tristan and kiki should do a little crossover and go do a little game of jeopardy or something like that i'm definitely tuning into that episode so make that happen ken jennings or whoever is the host of that now um I also, I, I have to know what type, tr Jody says she was studying trivia. Good on her for doing that. That's awesome. I just, I would love to know what she was studying because trivia can be so freaking random on this show that even, you know, studying for any trivia thing uh, is pretty wild. Um, you know, it's like studying for Jeopardy is incredibly difficult. It's literally everything, but like, so is this show and it's literally everything, but only like you only maybe get to answer in her case, zero questions. So, you know, how much is studying really going to help you out? How lucky do you have to get to study the thing that you might then get asked about? But anyways, good on her for doing that. I would love to know what she studied. I am super duper sorry to her and Ben hot that they get fucked by this horrible, horrible version of trivia. Then we come to the vote. We go straight from Daily Challenge into interrogation. Like, there, boom, right into it, and shit gets messy right away. Emily and Yes, they're plotting with everyone at this point. First, at the Daily Challenge, we see Yes and Darrell uh, beforehand are like, no, we got to go against Troy and Amber, which means, in a weird way, Kiki and, and uh, Emily are working together there as Kiki is like, oh, I thought we were going to go against Emily. And was like, Yes is like, nah, we're going to do this now. We're going to do that later. Don't worry, because now they are against both of the two other Aussie teams. And we get the real Emily versus Kiki shit talking. It starts in earnest. My goodness, is it great, and thank goodness it's going to continue at least in the next episode, because the moment this happens, I'm like, we finally, the dams have broken, they can give their honest opinions of each other, which is not, not great, neither of them likes each other, uh, one of them certainly has good reason not to, and maybe both, who knows, um, yeah, we'll, maybe more on that later, we shall see, but the dam breaks. They don't like each other. Fireworks are going. Darrell is so entertained by the drama ride that he has boarded. He's just, he's, he's not happy about where it's going to put them in the game, but he is definitely enjoying the entertainment factor of everything that's happening to and around him at this time. I love his confessionals in this moment. And I'm so glad these two don't go home. I thought they're like, ah, oh, now they're going to go in. They're probably going to lose. And we're not even going to get a real confrontation between these two women a real rivalry that exists like this feels like an old school they actually really inside the game hate each other and maybe outside of the game hate each other too and it's so it's it's great to see something like that in the house and uh we're gonna get more of it next week which is gonna be awesome seven teams are voting we've got nine teams left at this moment in time and seven of them are uh voting or we have eight teams left uh seven are voting nine teams left i don't i'm bad at this but seven teams are voting and so it should be a clear-cut four-to-three vote, uh, but it isn't. The alliance that should be there is Emily and Yes, Sarah and Theo, Kaz and Jordan, Tori and Danny. Those four teams should be in lockstep at this point, 
They all four vote for the same things, and therefore it's four to th- four to four to three to three on the teams, and boom, the two Aussie teams are in. But of course, it can't go that clearly because Tory can't do it. Which before earlier in the season, when all the teams that she was aligned with or wanted to be aligned with were left, when especially last before last episode, when Justine and Bananas were there as the other team that was kind of torn between these two sides, these two different alliances that should have just been working together the whole time but couldn't quite get on the same page, mostly thanks to Tori and Danny. Um, she kind of had an argument before, but now it's like it's insane. Like, you got to dump Casey. I'm sorry. Again, there's seven teams voting here. You get to be with Jordan the way you want to. And Danny gets to be with Sarah, who gets to be with Emily. And Theo is happy because Kaz is there. And Yes is happy because he has a majority alliance. And that's all good by him. And you've got a foursome that can run this game. But she just can't do it. She can't leave her good friend Casey out to dry. It's cool to see the loyalty, certainly, but um, I don't know. It seems like Casey would have been okay with it and like pretty understanding, and ultimately that's what ends up happening anyways. So, you know, the first time, maybe. The second time on the revote, burning again on yourself, in which case, if Troy and, and Casey wouldn't be really nice back and be like, we won't vote for you because you didn't vote for us, and that was really cool, which they totally should have. Troy especially should have been like, Casey, like, I don't know. Like, are you sure you don't want to tie this? Like, at least, like, can we just make them say our name? Like, if they're that dead set, then, like, come on. <laughs> like, I don't know. Uh, which I think, I think Danny eventually, if it would have been another revote, Danny probably is like, you know what? My turn. I let you vote both of those times. My turn. We're voting for them. It's done. There we go. We're not going in. We're not tying. We're not stalemating. Done. Um, so that's probably how that ends up. And maybe that literally happened and they just cut that out. I don't know. But, They burn on themselves twice, and it's just a weird look. And the back and forth between Tori and Danny is amazing. The comments from Sarah are amazing. We will talk about them in quote of the week. Even Jordan chimes in with like, come on, dude, just do it already. Uh, It's all amazing. Darrell is amazing throughout all this. I love everything about it. So the Aussies are put up, and we get to the elimination. And it's a clear pick for Kellyanne and Tristan. They want to go the guaranteed solid of like Darrell and Kiki are with us 1000% at this point and also send in the quote unquote, you know, the new team. Now, Jody is Kellyanne's number one. Maybe if you're her, she, but she also is kind of has this loyalty to Darrell is like, you know, they'd probably have a better shot versus Darrell and Kiki, depending on what the game is. I think they see the game maybe. And I don't know, maybe some of this is happening behind the scenes. Maybe it's not. Maybe Jody and Kellyanne were like, it's like you saved Darrell. We're the OGs around here. So we got to do a solid and it's just a new team, but maybe they saw a puzzle and we're like, Oh, this new team. That's really good. There's at least, this looks to be a puzzle sort of thing. And maybe if we can beat them at anything, we can beat them at that. And so who knows what all goes into it, but it see, I thought that was the obvious pick Troy and Casey though, then fucking kill it. They fucking kill it together. Everything is done. Exactly. Correct. Everything is communicated. Exactly. Correct. Smooth calm they get done and jody and ben ha who seem to be doing like a decent job are halfway done with their puzzles so these two just smash and if this challenge is this easy for them can you imagine how easy they're gonna walk to this they're winning this there is no doubt in my mind these two are winning this unless it's just casey has to do math by herself maybe the final is purely eating they get to the final it's like all this is is eating there's three checkpoints they're all eating checkpoints that's it maybe then or maybe, like I said earlier, maybe it's a uh, reverse tug of war between Sarah, but, oh, against Sarah and Theo. 
I guess I could see like a, a hall brawl situation between Sarah and Theo. It's like, you know, Troy's going to lose a hall brawl to Danny or Theo, but like Casey can beat Tori for sure in a hall brawl. We've kind of seen that a little bit in that one daily challenge at one time. Um, and yeah, so I don't know. It's going to be hard to get them lock unlucky enough to go up in something they could actually lose. These two are going to win this whole thing. Jody and Ben Hogg get screwed completely. Trivia was a joke. The language barrier is real here. They get another elimination where the language barrier does matter a lot in this elimination. They, they conquer it quite well. They do well again, you know, but just nowhere near the communication that the other team is going to get. And, uh, you know, they have to go home and maybe not miss any of the important days. Maybe if they get Jody a flight the next morning, you know, time zone wise is on her side flying back from South Africa to the U S. So maybe she gets home on the night of her son's birthday. That would have been pretty cool. That's a pretty cool gift for your kid to show up that night when he thinks you're going to miss it. Um, even if you have to tell him, yeah, I didn't win, but you know, just like Troy says, which is an amazing little moment goes up and says, you know, your kids are going to be incredibly proud of you. You've done so well, loved that. So hopefully that was a great birthday. She showed up in time for the party that night. Tristan and Kellyanne get fucked this episode, even in victory for the second time they win. And the second time they at least get to use the power kind of this time, but not really in a way they want to at all. And now one of their team allies, Troy and Amber, half has gone home and the other half is a question mark for them. And now they're number one, Jody and Ben Hot. They've gone home, and Darrell and Kiki seem like the most targeted team in the house now. So, Kelly and Tristan, uh, yet again, they they escape, they get through, they win while with him being sick, but they're left in a pretty poor position, as is Darrell and Kiki. And the other side, the other five teams, if they could just get their shit together, if Tori and Danny can just get their shit together, this shouldn't be that hard to get those five teams to the final. More on that in predictions. To the awards, starting with best, quote, fierce competition here this week. Three nominees. First one, Darrell, quote, Casey, Casey, you got lucky because you got upgraded from Ben Detroit. Happy motherfucking birthday, Casey. This challenge is like a box of chocolates. You never know what you're going to get, end quote. Really great work in the Forrest Gump in there. We're with the honest truth of Casey just maybe won this show because her partner got sick. Instead of losing because a partner got sick, she might have just won because a partner got sick. What a turn of events it was. Second one, Kiki, quote, Jesus, I mean, Emily asked how my back was feeling. Feels like I've been stabbed in it, actually, end quote, out loud to her face at the interrogation table the way it's meant to be said. All hail the icon that is Kiki. And third and final quote, which is also the winner, Sarah, to her, Tori's face, quote, Tori, I get it. It's a shit situation, but this is the game you continue to sign up to play. End quote. And mic drop. And just, wow. Wow, wow, wow. Uh, yeah, people are liking this a lot on social media. I'm seeing a lot of over the last two, three, four weeks, really this whole season. It's been a slow build of people being like, man, I always hated Sarah Lucina. Until now, wow, isn't she a breath of fresh air on this show? Isn't she putting the what's the remnants of the Vacation Alliance in their place? And uh, yeah, that moment was pretty, pretty great from her and is the truth. Uh, you know, like you don't have to sign up to keep coming and playing, although I would and I don't I don't begrudge Tori or anyone else for continuing to do so, regardless of what fans think. If they love you, hate you one second or the next, whatever, it's the coolest game in the world. Obviously, I believe that, and if I was in her shoes, I'm coming to play every single time they invite me until they don't invite me anymore. And 
she's loyal. She can all, she can now say that, that she's got that. If she didn't already have that feather in her cap, she now certainly has that feather in her cap of like, nah, I don't vote for my, I don't vote. I vote for myself over voting for people that I care about in the game. So good on you, but great on you, Sarah, with that quote, best moment four nominees. First one, Amber telling Troy that she is pregnant, getting to do the little joint confessional together again, because this one, unlike when it happened with Kahuta and Casey, this one is like really happy because Troy already knows that I've got a new partner. I'm not leaving the game. So he can actually be stunned and happy for her. It's a lovely little moment. Really, really enjoyed it. She looks great. She's going to be the best mom. All hail Amber. She's the best. Second moment, Kiki getting all the trivia answers right. Loved, loved, loved. Just Kiki shining at trivia is a, a bright spot amongst a uh, shit trivia challenge. Third one, Darrell's confessional that they turn into like the montage with the music that this is a soap opera for Danny and Tori and that whole breakdown between that team. They flash the little, he says like something about a high school yearbook. So they flash up and they give us a callback to Amber. And like on one side of the screen, it's like most likely to be a great mom, Amber, most likely to be partners that disagree. Tori and Danny over here, vote for themselves or burn vote or something. I forget, but it was funny. That whole montage, that whole just episode between Tori and Danny. Can't wait for uh, the next round next week at interrogation. If, if anything, please, 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 please do not let Tori and Danny win or lose any daily challenges. They've always got to be at the voting table. It's the best. Fourth and final one, Troy telling Jody her kids will be proud of her. Again, that little moment, if you didn't catch it, you know, he goes up to her right afterwards, says you did an incredible job. Your guys' backs were against the wall all season. You absolutely crushed it. Your kids are going to be so proud of you. You're a badass. Really great moment from Troy. Love Jody to death. Ben Ha was a lot of fun. Sad to see both of them go. We're giving the best moment, though, to the 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 breakdown between Tori and Danny and Darrell's confessional narrating the whole thing. Fifth and final, not fifth and final award, third award, final award, though. Got half of that right. Episode MVP, fifth place, Sarah. Stand out show just from being a good friend to Ben and then the comments uh, to Tori in that quote just vaults her right into had to be on the ballot fourth amber love you you're the best hope you and chauncey have the beautiful healthiest baby ever and you're going to be the best parents ever third Darrell, all the narration all the commentary enjoying all the entertainment going on around him and adding a lot to it in the confessional booth as always Darrell's in third ben ha and jody in tied for second troy and casey in first joint victory for the two of them they shine uh, we get a decent amount of Casey confessionals. I actually found them like interesting enough. I, I, you know, tend to like be very much one that like gives Casey the benefit of the doubt, really likes her and kind of is just still waiting for her to overcome some of the, the, the lack of personality shown on the show. And, uh, <laughs> If any of you out there, you know, feel differently than I do, which I think is almost everyone. And I understand, um, get used to it because I, again, I think these two are about to win the season more on that right now. And now we must update our power rankings and add to our predictions. We scrapped the individual power rankings that we briefly did last week, thinking there was a shot in the dark that this could go to an individual season. I'm glad I never really said that earlier. I'm very glad that this is the, it obviously sucks that two people have to go home for non-game purposes, but I am glad that this is the end result that my guy Troy gets to keep going with the best possible partner in the game now. It's amazing. And they go as a new team right up to the top of the power rankings. They are number one. Sarah and Theo drop to number two. Emily and Yes in third. Tori and Danny in fourth. Kaz, Jordan fifth. Kelly and Tristan sixth. Geeky Durrell seventh. 
any of these seven teams could win if they made the final, but Kelly and Tristan Kiki Durrell feels like the numbers are going to be against them. As much as Tori and Danny can't get on the same page, it there should be a strong four, and Troy, if Troy just gives in, he can maybe be a part of that and with Casey and be a strong five, and they can be like, yo, this is the five that's going to the final. Let's get those other two teams out. And yeah, that that's it, they can play out that way if they wanted to. So that's the power rankings. As for predictions, look, I did lose two people from my finalist picks, preseason finalist picks, Ben and Amber, but their partners, Casey and Troy, are still there now. So I kind of feel like I've got three out of five still left. Obviously, my winner pick has been gone for a while. So not remembering what I even predicted last week, probably got them wrong again. I'm not going to do predictions for next week's episode this time. I'm just going to throw some new predictions out there. I'm going to still check in on my finalists and winner picks from the preseason, but since it's all been shaken up, new predictions. Kiki Durrell and Kazan Jordan are the next two teams to go home and the two to not make the final, meaning the other five that are left will make the final, and Troy and Casey will win. And they will not, will not just win. They will win by a lot. If those two make a final together, they are going to dominate a final because outside of the stupidest, craziest elimination twist ever that could be made in a final where they throw a hall brawl in there or something. And it's like, Troy meet Danny. Now you have to fight him in a hall or whatever. Let him tackle you play football against him. I don't know. Um, barring anything like that showing up in a final, they've got to get out before it. Cause if those two make the final, like no one's touching them. Sarah and Theo got a shot, a shot because of how good of endurance and running those two would have together and how Theo, the strength of like having to carry some of the stuff maybe, but like, Nah, nah, nah. Like Troy, Troy and Casey. This is uh, this is about the two best athletes, like pound for pound athletes that have maybe ever been paired together. They're a little on the smaller side. That could catch up to them, but they show in this episode they got the puzzle, they got the communication. They've shown math before, both of them. Um, they've both shown eating, like they can do it, um, which is all that really matters. You don't have to excel at eating. So these two walk in my opinion they better if they and they might walk by getting thrown into each elimination the next two and winning a couple more and having incredible records we'll see but that's my prediction and that is it for the very long i know a little bit long but i had that little story time in there is a lot to talk about with this episode a lot to digest so uh, I will do my best to get back to a little bit shorter next week, which hopefully I will do my best to actually record next week. We will see remote Iceland. What's the Wi-Fi like? We're going to find out. So as always, follow at Challenge Historian on Instagram for updates if anything goes wrong with the episode next week. And if you want to see some of the images and videos from my time kind of doing a daily challenge from here in Iceland. And uh, of course, always DMs are open. If you want to chat, challenge, anything challenge related, hit me up there. Hit that follow, subscribe so you don't miss an episode. At most likely to hit that podcast up for Survivor Recaps with my friend Paige on Saturday mornings. Hopefully those will continue these next couple of weeks as well. If, you know, again, final time I'll say, Wi-Fi willing. So... With that, thank you so much for being here. Talk to you again soon. Peace.